Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Let's talk some ACC basketball with Lauren Brownlow, purveyor of all things ACC. You can find her ACC opinions on her Twitter profile as well, at L.E. Brownlow. Lauren, thank you so much for the time. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Lauren, we really appreciate it. And let's just dive in to Heels Talk because... Lauren, I can't help but find myself feeling the same feelings I had when watching the other fun UNC regular season teams, like feelings I haven't felt since 2018 and 2019. I I need to ask, is it fair to have those feelings or am I getting a little too ahead of myself? it is at this point honestly and and i get it i've honestly started to have that feeling about this team for most of the season for different reasons weirdly uh in the beginning of the year it was because their offense looked so much improved and you could tell that they had guys on this team now in harrison ingram and cormac ryan that really have an understanding of where to be on the court and how to move without the basketball and things like that and i think that they've really enhanced what they're able to do in the offense but now lately they've been playing defense and that wasn't something they were doing as well in the beginning of the year but they just have this kind of a toughness to them a resolve a sort of inevitability is the wrong word but it's kind of what you used to feel about both like carolina and duke basketball it's kind of the mark of a blue blood right it's like if you're in a close game against one of them you feel like they're going to figure out a way to win it somehow and carolina hasn't had that feeling around them in a while and this team just seems to keep finding ways to get it done lauren you mentioned the roster turnover here like tons of change with getting cormac ryan harrison ingram all the guys you mentioned there's a lot of uh, pressure on hubert davis to get this thing right in the offseason and that weird situation you had to navigate between caleb love felt like you wanted to stay here still has uh, forever a tar heel on his shoes despite being an arizona wildcat and it feels weird just how much credit, though, does Hubert Davis deserve for handling everything the way he did this offseason and uh, ro- overhauling the roster the way he did? You know, I think at the end of the day, like, everybody's probably happy with the way things ended mm-hmm. up. Um, it, you know, Caleb's doing well at Arizona, a team that's just as good as, as Carolina um, and, and has just as much chance for postseason success. And, look, I think just for this particular team, it wouldn't have worked as well. Caleb's the guy that needs the ball in his hands a lot. And I think you see that this team in particular is at its best when it's moving the ball around. And, score. and yes, R.J. Davis can be that scorer, but even then, you know, they have times where he's not scoring as much and there's an emphasis on shutting him down. And so other guys have stepped up and they've just kind of kept the ball moving and kept it moving. And you haven't noticed a lot of the bogging down and things like that. And it's nothing against Caleb. He, he probably, he could have easily made the same kind of jump that an RJ Davis did this year, because the level of play that RJ Davis is at right now is not something I was quite expecting out of him. He's really taken a big leap. I think up. I mean, he was already a good player and I think you've seen him get better every year, but I didn't, see him necessarily jumping up to like this level of four and maybe Caleb would have taken that kind of a leap as well. Who knows? But at the same time, like 
you, there is such thing as like too, having too many guys that kind of need the ball in their hands a lot. And I think it's really allowed RJ to shine. I think it's probably allowed Caleb to have the ball in his hands a little bit more too. Lauren Brownlow joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow her on X at LeBrownlow. And going to the Duke Blue Devils, and you look at what they've been able to do this season, a couple of losses to some unranked teams. But this team is kind of flying under the radar after coming into this season with all of the hype. What do you make uh, of the Blue Devils at this juncture? Yeah, it's interesting. They kind of were like, in terms of like offensively and defensively too, I feel like they and Carolina have had kind of opposite journeys in that, you know, Duke was defending pretty well earlier in the year, but the offense was just a little bit of a mess. And, and now it, they're figuring, they've really figured things out on that side of things. And yeah, I mean, I think they lost some games early on, like losing that game at Georgia Tech. That's the type of loss that, you know, you see a Duke team take, and then they were facing their next game, their very next game. It was a question of if they lose this game, it would have been the most losses they would have had, I think, before January since like 1982 or something like that. So that's what Duke was looking at at the beginning of the year. That's what John Shire was looking at. That's not the best thing to be looking at if you're coaching a Duke, certainly. And so for him, you know, a credit really, a lot of credit goes to both he and, you know, you mentioned Hubert, what kind of credit he deserves, Hubert Davis. I think you've seen both of them. Uh, throughout the course of a season, certainly with John Shire last year and, and Hubert Davis, even in the final four season, you've seen them sort of adjust to, you know, what the problems their team has had over a season and kind of get them fixed and get guys believing again. And I think, I think Duke deserves a lot of credit for that. You got Mark Mitchell certainly believing again after a big time slump. That's, that's like just a bonus for Duke at this point with how well some of their other guys are playing. And Jeremy Roach has been such a steady influence. And we already knew Kyle Filipowski's Kyle Filipowski, right? So all you really need is some support there and having things flow and, and everything's been looking great for them. Lauren, NC State and Wake Forest play tonight in Raleigh, and both of these teams are 4-1 and one, uh, up at the top of the conference. Which one of these two teams, though, uh, do you trust the most going forward, and what does tonight's game mean in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a big one. Obvious. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big one because they're kind of in similar situations, right, where I don't think either one of them feels like they could lose a whole lot of games uh, you know, moving forward if they have an opportunity to win them. Um, and they're both kind of wanting to bolster an NCAA tournament resume and things like that. I would probably say I trust Wake a little more at this point just because they can score seemingly so much easier than NC State. We've seen NC State go through these droughts where they, where they struggle to score for long periods of time, not the best shooting team all the way around but but this state team is tough it fights hard you know they're they're gonna give it their best they're gonna be in in a lot of games but at the same time when you know when they're not making shots it's gonna be really difficult on them and especially if they if it's an up and down fast-paced game that kind of takes dj burns a little more out of the mix than they'd like and you know that that's the guy they need to be kind of feeding and running the offense through so uh, but, I, I mean, I do like them. I think they have some toughness. I think they have some talented players. But I would trust Wake a little more just because I know they can score. Yeah, Lauren, I see on your latest appearance of the Ovius and Gilio podcast, which you can find on YouTube, when Joe Gilio is promoting the pod, the second bullet point is bleep. Be happy. State is four and one. Like <laughs> we've had that same conversation going into North Carolina game. We were saying the same stuff, man. Wouldn't you be happy with just three losses at this point going into this matchup? And so if we yeah. can be happy about where state is now, let me ask you about the reasonable expectations for NC state. Like where should fans reasonably expect maybe on the high end that the Wolfpack can finish this year? 
I mean, I think it's less about finish, finish in the ACC, right, and, and whether or not they can get into the tournament because I think that's this is a place where I think state fans, they feel like they've been on this kind of carousel that just keeps going over and over again where it's like, let's be on the bubble every year or, or seemingly every season and, like, let's have an adventure about whether or not we can re- reach the tournament. And, you know, it, and, but the thing with state, it's like you said, like the, the, none of their losses are really, like, anything to be ashamed of. They've only lost once in 2024. Like, I, I, I think it's okay. I think you would love to be in that position. For, I mean, but when, when State and Carolina played, and I think, you know, with, with whatever uh, their ACC records were, I think it was the first time since, like, the 60s that they played with both of that good of a record. I mean, it's been a long time. Or the 70s. It was since the 70s. But still, like, that's a big deal. That's not nothing. Yes, it doesn't always look pretty. It didn't always look pretty against Louisville. But you just want to get out of games in the ACC, especially on the road, with a win. And you'll be happy. You know, it doesn't always have to look pretty and it doesn't always have to look perfect. But state state just needs to win at this point. And I think that is something that will kind of help state fans feel better about where things are going. Because I think there is maybe a sense of just, yes, they're, they're happy that the team is where it is and competing. It's just a sense of like, can we get out of this endless loop of like the same pattern repeating itself every single year? I like the idea of a slogan for NC State basketball. NC State, let's have an adventure. I like that being the slogan for NC State basketball. Choose your own adventure, right? That's right. So, Lauren, when you look and, and coming into this season, a lot of people picked Kyle Filipowski as the player of the year, and it looked like he was going to be that by uh, a wide margin. But R.J. Davis has come along now and almost yeah. uh, stolen that from him. And what do you make of the season that he's having and just how he's just broken out and appears – to have uh, Carolina, even though he's got a great supporting cast, I mean, he's been the catalyst for a team that looks to be for real. No, that's the thing with Carolina. And one, I mean, there's a lot of differences about this year's Carolina team, right? But one of them, I think, is that for the first time in a while, you know who you're giving the ball to when you have to have points. You know whose who's hands the ball is going into, and that's going to be R.J. Davis's. You know, and I think there was some ambiguity with that, certainly the last few years of who was going to get it. And then even worse, there were some years in the not too distant past where there was really nobody that you would go, oh, yeah, you want the ball in his hands, you know. So this is certainly a big upgrade for them to have a guy that can score like this. You know, you mentioned 2019 a few times. I don't think they've had a guy that can score like this since they had Kobe White potentially on that team. Maybe like a Cole Anthony. He certainly was a capable scorer, even if he had to shoot a lot to get there. I mean, RJ's just been so efficient. That's the thing. And his passing is at a higher level. He was never like an amazing assist man, but he's he's made some passes this year that I'm like, I hadn't seen him do anything remotely that good as a passer in the last, you know, couple years here. This is insane the way he's taken his game to this completely higher level. He's just a go-to guy for them. They are putting more defensive attention on him. It's going to have an impact, but that just kind of opens things up you would think for everybody else. And he's so good on the foul line and at drawing fouls. You know, he's been doing it for a while now. He knows what he's doing. And um, he's just, he's been so great for them and so consistent, you know, game in, game out. You know, he's going to, even if he's being guarded heavily and not, not getting all his shots up, you know, he's going to have a burst in the game where he's going to have like, you know, eight or 10 points, right. in like a minute and a half or something like that and get Carolina back to a bigger lead or something like that. He's playing at a really high level. I think he absolutely belongs in that conversation. And then Lauren, just sitting there. Now you look at at Florida state sitting there at four and one and how much of a surprise (laughs) has their uh, emergence been? Because when they beat my Deeks, I thought that was a bad loss and now it's not looking so bad anymore. Is this Florida state team having a resurgence uh, this season? It's crazy. 
it's crazy to me. I'm like, where is this coming from? This is this is Leonard Hamilton being like, oh, y'all said I was old and like need to retire. Like, no, not today. Basically, because I'm just like, how is this happening right now? It, 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 I will say this. Like, I, I don't blame Florida State, but it doesn't help the ACC, right? When And it's like things happen. You have guys out. You get guys back, things like that. Like, your team changes over the course of the season. But at the same time, like when you lose the bad games in the non-conference and then you go into conference and start beating teams that are trying to make the NCAA tournament, it's like, hey, where was this, you know, when you were playing whoever bad team that you lost to, you know, because they took some bad non-conference losses. But, you know, they're always going to be tough to play, especially there. That's actually a game coming up for Carolina relatively soon that I've kind of circled as an interesting one just because that's a tough place to play. It's going to be lit there. I mean, they love when, you know, a big-name team comes to town especially. And, I mean, you you just – you can't – it's almost like you can't count anybody out at this point, which sounds so cliche, but you kind of can't. I don't know if that's because, like, everybody is competitive in the ACC more so or because no one is good enough to put even the bad teams away necessarily. But either way, I think it's probably more the former than the latter. I think it's more that – even some of the bad teams from the beginning of the year have kind of raised their level of play at this point and have gotten better as the year goes on. And I guess ultimately that's what you want to see, but it's not necessarily the best if you're into like net ratings and things like that. That is the voice of Lauren Brownlow uh, providing great analysis on all ACC topics. Also the president of the Bonzi Colson fan club. Uh, Lauren, oh, yeah. I, I bring that up. Because there's one thing we love to do on Wesson Walker, and it's go down memory lane on random, and I mean random, ACC basketball players. Uh, and, and I imagine a lot of people like playing that game. So if we were to create a, an award because of your love of Bonzi Colson, uh, the random favorite ACC player, is there one that comes to mind playing right now? Like the random ACC basketball player that you might be a bigger fan of than everybody else because of the way they play? I guess I can't say DJ Burns. Because he's not so random. Mm, yeah. I do but like it, though. It's the spirit it. of the player, though. I get it. I love, yes. I love anytime, like, there's a bigger dude, you know, that doesn't have the prototypical body that you expect for an athlete that can move his feet the way a guy like DJ Burns can. It's why I also love watching defensive tackles. That's, like, my favorite position <laughs> to watch in the NFL. Because, like, it, just watching guys at that size, being able to move like that is fascinating to me. And I think it's so fun to watch. And he plays with such joy and like passion for the game. That's also part of what I liked about Bonzi was kind of the passion he played with and how hard he played. He also didn't have the prototypical body for his position. So I guess I do have a penchant for players like that, that don't maybe look like they're supposed to look in quotes. Right. But that uh, still managed to uh, find ways to show off athleticism in different ways. I'd probably have to say DJ. I I need to stop myself before we we don't let you go. But like Reggie, are we just like getting to big basketball players? Because now I'm bringing up Reggie Johnson from 2012 (laughs) on the Miami. Like I, I just like the big basketball players that you can throw it to down low and just watch them like move in a phone booth, but also be able to score. That's a lot of fun. That's yes, and even Zion Williamson, right? Because yep. everybody thought he, he was chunky even when he wasn't at Duke, you know, because he just has that kind of body type. But I loved watching him partly because of that because he was so big and, like, you just never saw a guy that looked like that. And I think, you know, just guys that look different in that way and, and still show, like, I just find that fascinating. And especially when somebody plays with such, like, contagious joy like DJ Burns, I can't help but uh, – I can't help but stand, as the kids say. All right. We're going to have to play this game on the other side of the break. All right. Lauren Brownlow joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Go follow her on Twitter at LeBrownlow, L-E Brownlow, purveyor of all things ACC. Lauren, thank you so much. We really appreciate it.
Thanks, guys.